What's good, home dog? Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. Not right now. Um, sorry, I missed last week. I took a little much-needed vacay and really needed the sun. I went to San Diego and Florida to visit some friends, and it was great to, you know, escape the New England weather. But enough about me now, okay? I did have two episodes pre-recorded because I was there for three weeks, so I just missed one week. And I know I'm uploading a little late right now on Monday, so I do apologize about that I will get better at it but for right now um this is we're back we back and we're live rolling I did procrastinate this episode so I'm literally recording this episode on Monday February 20th and it will be uploaded today within the next like two hours after I go over and look at this so today's topic if you couldn't already tell by the title is stoicism this is one of my favorite philosophical concepts me saying favorite I like don't study philosophy I took one course sophomore year of college and I almost failed but it was really fun to take the class however testing in it was not so fun but this concept of stoicism stuck with me and it keeps reappearing in my life you know when you have like weird synchronicities in life you'll just see the word somewhere or you're like oh I should really practice this concept so I felt the need to share it with y'all because I'm I don't gatekeep over here you know I gotta help the homies out you know what I'm saying so okay I need to like stop talking I can't stop talking I have another half hour of this I need to record all right moving on so stoicism I'm gonna start this off with a quote we suffer more often in imagination than in reality So let me just put in a brief story real quick here. Sorry, I feel like I keep having to clear my throat because I've been stuffy for a month straight, whatever. So I'm going to just call this like the horse story. I've heard this so many times, so I'm going to kind of give my own interpretation of it. So there's a story of an old farmer who had worked on his crops for many years. One day, his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, his neighbors came to visit. Such bad luck, they said sympathetically. Maybe, the farmer replied. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it three other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Maybe, replied the farmer. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, was thrown off, and broke his leg. The neighbors again came to offer their sympathy on their sympathy. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. Literally not me being like illiterate right now. Okay offer their sympathy on his misfortune. Maybe, answered the farmer. The day after, military officials came to the village to draft young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. Maybe, said the farmer. So do you see the pattern here? It's like his horse ran away. Everyone, that if you, that happens to you, that would be bad. But he just has this mindset of like maybe, sure, whatever. He doesn't let he doesn't let these ideas of good and bad phase him, and everything kind of ends up working out. So how Stoicism started was from Zeno of Cyprus. So this was a once wealthy merchant, and he all of his riches were on this one ship, and the ship sank in a shipwreck caused by natural disasters. So instead of being this on it, if Okay, if your entire life just went down in the ocean and you had absolutely nothing left, a lot of people would take this very hard, including myself, you know, 
your whole life's work is just thrown away but instead he actually went to the library to learn about the philosophers before him and blah 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 and then he taught people about stoicism so he is kind of the founder of stoicism and what his life entailed is gonna go around this concept of stoicism we don't get sad because bad things happen to us we get sad because unexpected bad things happen to us let that sink in for a second i'm gonna repeat it okay We don't get sad because bad things happen to us. We get sad because unexpected bad things happen to us. So rather than imagining an ideal society, the Stoic deals with society as is while pursuing self-improvement using four cardinal virtues, which I'm going to get into in a second. But does everyone understand like the concept of Stoicism? It's, I guess in my own words, it would be that we can't control what things happen to us but we can control how we react to them does that make sense and i know there's going to be some comments and arguments about okay well what if this person dies you know how am i supposed to handle that and i do think there is some sort of level of extent you know we're gonna get into that discussion of like is our stoics sociopaths because like are you really just supposed to feel absolutely nothing towards everything and have no emotions but I hope as I go along this episode you'll kind of frame your own opinion and see the benefits of stoicism and take it with a grain of salt you know implement some of these practices into your life like I have been doing or you can just forget this episode ever even happened but let's get into the four main virtues of stoicism and before i begin i am by no means a qualified philosopher this is just from like my own research and what i learned in that class and also just what i've been practicing in my own life so if i'm saying like i'm not exactly perfect spot on don't come at me okay thank you nancy moving on so the first i mean i guess in no particular order we have wisdom as one of the virtues so wisdom is being able to separate between what is internal and what is external wisdom is kind of like our ability to choose our reaction to things that happen to us it's our ability to navigate complex situations in a calm manner the next virtue is courage so another term for this is persist and resist facing daily challenges with clarity and integrity so when you think of courage it's not just like oh you know like one certain situation it's going about your day-to-day and facing even the smallest types of challenges you know what I mean another virtue is temperance so doing more with less kind of like saying more with fewer words which is definitely not what I'm doing right now but having what is essential and having what is enough right? This is kind of like the basis of self-restraint and moderation, which is definitely a topic we're going to get into further into the episode, but it's definitely something that we, I feel, as a society lack in today's world. You know, it's, this is difficult to accomplish. Next one is justice, and you can kind of form your own opinion about this, but basically it's that no one should do harm to one another because we were all born for each other. You know, at the end of the day, I've said this before, we're all from the same like quantum field. We're all here to help each other out. So it's like that golden rule, you know, do unto others as you want done to you or something. You know, when you're in kindergarten and you see that rule everywhere. So in other words, treating others with fairness, even when they're wrong. So 
you know, this can be kind of difficult and I'm not saying I have all these mastered by any means, but this is just like the basis of this topic. So stoicism is used in a lot of different therapies nowadays because I know you might be thinking like, oh, this is some boring olden day topic. That's exactly what I thought when I was taking this class, right? There's actually two therapies that have been developed in modern day. So there's one called logotherapy and there's one called rational emotive behavioral therapy. So the rational emotive behavioral therapy, that's kind of like changing self-defeating attitudes people form about life circumstances. So people have a lot of different negative thoughts and stuff like that. A therapist would help them through this type of therapy, like realizing those negative thoughts and kind of focusing on what they can control and what they can't control and stuff like that. Logotherapy is very similar to this. It's harnessing willpower to fill our lives with meaning, even in the worst situations. Logotherapy was actually created by someone in concentration camps. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on that, but he literally, or she, I actually don't remember where I heard this fact, but they created this sort of therapy because they literally had the worst life circumstances and they still were able to fill their lives with positivity and meaning in a terrible situation. And this was backed on the idea that humans are driven by purpose. And again, this is like so much easier said than done, but it's just another way to rewire the way we think and practice self-worth and stop getting fixated on the things we can't control. You know, it's kind of finding that like internal sense of peace. So some ways we can kind of like practice stoicism in the modern day is voluntary discomfort. So this voluntary discomfort is like, how do I explain this? Um, You're making yourself dis- com- uncomfortable on purpose. And this is going to somehow increase feelings of gratitude, you know? So maybe you go on a very, very bland diet for a week. I'm talking no spices whatsoever, very bland diet. You take cold showers, you sleep on the floor. And this kind of trains your brain to realize that no matter how hard it gets, you will still survive and you honestly might end up thriving depending on kind of like what sort of mindset you have but this is definitely gonna make you really grateful for the little things in life I definitely have been doing small things of voluntary discomfort you know I'm putting myself in situations especially with traveling like I've been in really bad situations traveling like not comfortable beds and literally backpacking you know I'm I have like three shirts that I'm wearing and it's just a lot of minimalistic and that's another point I'm actually going to make is minimalistic and material objects and this is because we as a society I feel like especially nowadays put happiness into other people into objects into cars into houses you know very external things and instead of finding internal happiness and especially when I travel and do backpacking I realize that saying, you know, like wherever you go, there you are, like you have yourself everywhere you go. But at the end of the day, fancy cars break down, people get divorced, natural disasters will destroy entire cities, they'll destroy your houses, your cars, everything. So it definitely is pretty life-changing when I'm traveling and I have a very minimalistic lifestyle and I realize that I just have the absolute bare necessities to get by and then I end up coming home and I'm like why do I have so many clothes in my closet when I still wear the same three sweatshirts so maybe I don't know clean out your closet or 
go through stuff and if you haven't used something in a year maybe donate it something like that or do these little trips that I've been doing where you have a very minimal and you're kind of living out of a suitcase vibe it'll definitely make you appreciate everything you have at home and how lucky we are to you're listening to this right now obviously means you have access to technology and stuff like that that is very lucky and you should be grateful of it the next point I want to make is the dichotomy of control so this can be really beneficial in our everyday lives right now learning how to separate control versus non-control and value the things we can control right I mean I could go through a whole list but this is pretty self-explanatory for instance you can't control the storm cloud over your town right now and it's the downpour but you can did I say can't I don't know what I just said but I meant you cannot control that storm cloud however you can control how you act with it and I've I've definitely done this especially with weather you know I used to let weather really ruin my mood I'm like oh my god it's raining I can't go outside now when it's raining I literally go and dance in the rain because I'm like, you know what? This storm cloud is not going to stop me from living my best life. It's not going to stop me from canceling my plans. You know what I mean? Everyone gets so bummed when it rains. Rain is so good for crops, for the earth, for the cycles. I don't even know. So learning to like appreciate the rain and appreciate those dark days because without them, without this polarity, we are on a planet of polarity. Without these low moments we could never celebrate the high moments because we would have nothing to compare it to. You know, if every single day was sunny, you would not appreciate the sun because you wouldn't know what rain is. You get what I'm trying to say? So learn that you can control how you react to situations that are out of your control. Let's get into a different example besides the weather, okay? For me or for anyone else out there who posts on YouTube or even Instagram, I mean, everyone posts on social media. I or maybe you don't, good for you, but if you do, I feel like, especially me, I judge the success of my YouTube channel based on how many views or how many followers, even on Insta, you base your value and your success on how many likes and stuff you get. This is beyond your control. You should judge based on the amount of work you put into it and how much effort you put into it and how the process and everything else and your passion into it not these external hopes you know once you everything that you do before you upload that youtube video is under your control you know what i mean you do all the editing if you edit your own videos you come up with the idea you film the shots you edit you do all this all that's under your control and then once you hit upload it is now under the algorithm's control. Same with Instagram. You know, you choose what photo you want to take. You choose the lighting. You choose the angle, stuff like that. But once you put it out there, now that's beyond your control. And this is something that's really gotten to me because I'm like, oh my God, I want to be a successful YouTuber. I want to be a successful podcaster. And I'm like looking at the views and it's not going how I want and stuff like that. But then I'm like, you know what? This is what I'm I enjoy doing and when did I when did it become such an upset I have to like check myself when it becomes too obsessive and I'm like yo I am obsessing over something that is completely out of my control right now and it's it's like just this non-stop worrying that is not gonna help anyone so another example would kind of be like say you want a promotion and you ask your boss and he says no or she, we're not discriminating, or they, you know what, anyone, your boss says no, but you don't consider 
and okay wait, wait, wait let me start this over you i got confused on the gender i'm like it could be a boss ass bitch it does not have to be a male boss it could be a girl boss we are girl boss in too close to the sun out here so say you want a promotion and your boss says no right and you go home and you're all upset because you worked really hard for this promotion and blah 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 and you deserve it and you don't know what's wrong and now you're kind of down on yourself but you don't consider all the other possibilities that your boss said no, right? Maybe they woke up angry. Maybe someone else was better qualified. Maybe the company's losing money and you don't know about it and they can't afford to promote you. So we place value on the external circumstances, right? But with the right perspective, your goal of getting promoted is not diminished. It's just postponed, Does that make sense? I'm going to repeat that. With the right perspective, the goal is not diminished, just postponed. So a lot of people, if they don't get that promotion, they're squashed. You know, this is their whole life career. They're really upset with their performance, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at it from all different perspectives, all different angles and say, hey, you know what? I know I deserve that promotion. I know it's going to come to me eventually. I don't know what was going on that day. Maybe it's not my time yet. A true stoic does not base their success off finances, off other external, you know, validation points, but rather that they can live comfortable without an extreme amount of money. You know, it's like the going back to that bare minimum. All right, moving on. I'm going to try again and just summarize some main points I made before we move on because I feel like getting multiple definitions of stoicism has helped me to kind of truly comprehend it. So at the end of the day, things happen to us, whether they're good or bad, we control how they respond to them, right? And also it's a weird concept to think of like something as good or bad, just think of it as is, you know what I mean? Like stop labeling every single thing in your life that happens to you as good or bad. Going back to that horse story I was talking about, if the farmer was like, oh, that's bad, that's good, instead of just being like, sure, 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 you know what I mean? It's like stop putting labels on everything. Since we cannot control what lies outside of us, we should also not rely on external events to make our judgments, shape our behavior, or live our lives, right? If we have no control on the outside, why are we relying on the outside to help us live our life? It all comes from within. You literally have the blueprint, the, the blueprint, the blueprint and the codes in your DNA to live your life as you're meant to on this planet. So stop seeking the external validation. The Stoic says we cannot have a world of perfect situations and perfect fellow humans. What we could try instead is to live in a way so that we do not lose control of our feelings and thoughts. So I know those are like all kind of the same things I just said, but in different fonts. I just kind of like using different articles and stuff to compare the different definitions because I think it would, I don't know, that's how my brain likes to learn because sometimes I don't comprehend things right away and I like to hear multiple different perspectives so yeah you get the drift another little fact I wanted to just like throw in there because I didn't know where to throw in this fact is that there are parallels between stoic araxia is how you pronounce it I don't know stoic araxia which is another word for tranquility of mind and buddhist nirvana I've actually been reading a lot of books on buddhism lately so this really hit home because you know we're always trying to reach 
nirvana, that sort of state of enlightenment, that peace of mind, especially when you're meditating or just in your daily life. So I think that's cool that stoicism and Buddhism draw these parallels and it just makes you realize everything's connected. But I don't really have any more information on that. I just wanted to put that out there because I thought that was a cool fact. Okay, so I gave you some sort of real life examples on stoicism. Now, how can you actually practice stoicism in your everyday life? So I'm going to give you, I think, about 10 different ways that I've implemented this into my life. And let's see what you're going to do. Okay, okay, BBG. So first is learning what you can and cannot control. I've already talked about this. We're not going to go over this again. The next one is focus on what is completely under your control, right? You know, your attitude, how you feel, that's all under your control. We already talked about that. Moving on. Next one is adopt an outside perspective on your own troubles. So this has kind of helped me, you know, when I'm very in my head and I'm having an issue and I like to see it from maybe a third person perspective, and really kind of put some insight into that when I'm having my own struggles because maybe sometimes you're so in your head that you can't see the bigger picture. That's the next one I'm going to bring up is consider the bigger picture, right? Let's just take like heartbreak in relationships, for example. In the moment, you're like, oh my God, my life is over. I'm so heartbroken. I'm so crushed. But you fail to see other perspectives. You fail to see the bigger picture. Maybe this person was here on your journey to teach you something about yourself and they're not meant to be but you could not have paved the way to meet your person if you did not meet this toxic relationship because this toxic relationship taught you what you want in a future partner does that make sense so I know it kind of sucks right now in the moment we've all been through it we all thought we were going to die, but just remember you survived a hundred percent of your bad days and you're still kicking ass out here and you picked yourself up off that floor when no one was there. So consider the bigger picture, have trust and faith in the universe that this is your path that you're meant to be on. Next one is put yourself in the other person's shoes. Maybe if you're in an argument with someone, I like to do this all the time, right? Especially now since I feel like I've I've been doing this podcast and I've been reading a lot more and enlightening myself and learning knowledge. Whenever I'm arguing with someone, for me, I like always see their inner child come out. It's a weird, I don't know. I'm like psychoanalyzing. Maybe I should be a therapist, but actually I could not listen to people's problems all the time. So shout out to all the therapists out there. But if I'm arguing with someone, I try and have a little bit more empathy and get in their shoes you know maybe they had a bad day I know this like I don't really like making excuses for people but I almost see their hurt in their child and it's weird because I feel like I know why they're reacting a certain way and they don't even know because they have no self-awareness does that make sense for instance I'm like oh what I just said triggered you because when you were 10 years old this is something that your father said to you that you'll never be good enough maybe something I just said triggered that so you did not heal your inner child yet and your inner child is screaming right now for help see what I'm trying to say so even if it's just like a little perspective switch putting yourself in the other person's shoes maybe that person had a really rough day right when I'm at work and one of my coworkers are getting a little snippy snappy, I try to be like, you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're to their core, a good person. I know they're just having an off day. And again, I'm not trying to make like excuses for people. If you're actually getting like verbally or physically abused, <laughs> go seek help, please. Because this is 
don't just keep making excuses you know what I mean but this is like when people are having really off days put yourself in their shoes and if they're going through something you know I don't know just try and see their side a little bit just a little have a little bit of sympathy okay just a tad next one is strengthen yourself through physical discomfort so I mentioned this kind of before you know those things that you don't want to do like cold showers sleeping on the floor that's going to help strengthen your gratitude and stuff like that another point is maintain a realistic attitude so I mentioned this in the beginning of this episode and it was that I feel like a lot of the times stoics get called pessimists right because I was talking like two years ago to someone about the concept of stoicism and he was like wow stoics are just very emotionless and almost like sociopath serial killers and I don't really think that they're pessimistic and emotionless I just think that they're more realistic I feel like stoics recognize that things don't always go their way and that they kind of need to be mentally prepared for that occurrence does that make sense so I feel like there's a balance you know having too much optimism and having too much pessimism I think just accepting things as they are and being more prepared does that kind of make sense? Okay, I feel like I'm getting no feedback because I'm just talking in to the mic myself, so I have no idea if you're comprehending this. I'm just hoping you are on the other side of this phone or whatever you're listening on. Next one is use opposite action. So this means like your auction, your <laughs> auctions, your actions opposite to emotions. This is actually called dialect, dialect. Why can I not read today? Dialectical am I pronouncing it right? Dialectical behavioral therapy. So DBT for short. So for instance, you know, say you wake up in the morning and you feel sad. Your emotions are going to be like, stay in bed. It's okay, blah, blah, blah. But the opposite action of your emotions is to get the fuck up, girl. Get the fuck up and start your day. So in other words, don't give in to your cravings. There's definitely a fine line between this. You know, I would say if you're cycle syncing and you're on your period and you know what give into your cravings because you deserve it and you're flowing out of your hoochie there but definitely don't give into your cravings all the time and like have some control over your decisions I've been doing that a lot with food wait this I'm like fast forwarding <laughs> notice how everything's flowing this is not planned next point is do things in moderation so like I was just saying is food I feel like I kind of just used to eat all the time, especially when I was bored. And not that I was overweight or anything, but I was definitely just eating a lot. Just snacking constantly all the time. And now I control what food I put into my body. You know, it's all about eating healthy too. I am in control of nourishing my body. And I'm going to do things in moderation. Like food, I tend to now wait like four to six hours in between each meal to have my previous meal fully digest. I try not to snack anymore. Instead, I'll like drink water and stuff like that. And again, if you have an eating disorder, don't listen to what I'm saying, okay? Go get actual medical help. This is just what's worked for me. And and food is a really good place to start about doing things in moderation. And then this is going to help you develop more self-discipline and self-control over your other parts of life another actually the last point I want to make here on how to implement stoicism is focusing on the quality of life so this is quality over quantity you know this could be like YOLO to an extent if you want to go get there but stoics kind of suggest that we should worry about whether we are living a good life something we can control 
rather than about how long our life will be, something we cannot completely control. So it's in everything in your life. I feel like it's always quality over quantity. You know what I mean? When I make YouTube videos or podcast episodes, I want the quality over the quantity, which is also why I didn't make one last week because I'm like, do I really want to be on a beach recording a half-assed episode? No. So with everything in your life, I just think quality over quantity is a very important concept anyway. Okay, so with that said, I'm going to bring back this first point I made, this quote, we suffer more often in imagination than reality. So think about that. Think about how your mind, this planet is literally, we're on here, this is a game. I love to think of life as a game, you know. It's all about your mindset. It's all about your perspective, really. Your internal reality is a projection of your external reality and vice versa. You can choose to fixate on what you want to see in the world. If you're choosing to fixate on the good, more good's going to manifest. If you're choosing to fixate on the bad, more bad's going to manifest. And it's literally that easy as a mindset shift. And of course, it's easier said than done. And it's taken me years to like get this mindset and I definitely still struggle with it. But this concept of stoicism just help, really helps me sometimes. Like when I'm, having, when I'm having a really bad day, I think back to a lot of these concepts and I'm like, what even is a bad day? you know, like I, I'm still alive. How is that a bad day? I still have a roof over my head. I still have food on my plate. Even when I had nothing, right? Even when I was in Europe and I had literally nothing but just a backpack, I was like, you know what? I still have my phone. I still can call for help. Even if I had no service, I was like, I still have these clothes I'm wearing. I still have money to go get food down the street. You know what I mean? It's like shifting your perspective, And also, another thing that's helped me is not having expectations, really. I mean, this can go one of two ways because it's like, I you want to have high expectations so you can like manifest that good, but also having too high expectations, you realize people will let you down, right? When I have like friendships and relationships and I analyze them and I'm like, I think my expectations were too high and that's why this ended i'm not saying okay now i'm getting now i'm like second guessing myself because i'm like you should have high expectations going into certain relationships but you get what i mean it's like that quote that don't expect anything and you won't get disappointed does that make sense so you should expect you should have high expectations but also don't I feel like I just that I just contradict myself but you get what I mean okay I feel like you understand what I'm saying I got you girl okay you got me cool so on that note I hope you learned something I hope this helped you this concept has really stuck with me for years and I've been trying to implement these four virtues and just everything that I've learned about the mindset and reality and all about stoicism again I'm not a philosopher and I don't really exactly know too much about the history of it, but definitely look this up in your free time if you are interested. So thank you so much for listening. I missed you guys last week. Okay, I will. I was like, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna hear you, but I'm not gonna do any of. I guess you'll hear from me next week. Okay, bye.